0: Praise God. It's great to be here today in the house of the Lord once more, gathered in peace. Um, we know what's going on across the world today, but we're here gathered by the grace of God, as Ruva already mentioned. So let's just say praise God for that. Um, and so as Victor already mentioned, um, this series that we have ahead of us is called um, Living on Purpose, and this is what our youth um, New Year's um, event was focused on, is living on purpose, what that really means, um, and how how that how that becomes a practical thing in our lives, rather than just something that we um, put in our New Year's, um, how should I say, slogan or something that we just say, but truly, do I want to live with purpose, on purpose, for the sake, for the glory of the Lord? And today I'm going to be talking about the topic, what does it mean to live, um, and there's going to be many other um, ser- um, sermon topics talking about purpose and calling and all these different things. But before you can ever find your calling or your purpose in life, there needs to be a working, an initial working of the Holy Spirit in you, bringing you into salvation. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to, and we're going to see. Um, we're going to look at what does it mean to live. And. A lot of us, a lot of us, may have an idea of what it means to live. We look around at the world around us, um, and everybody is living these physical lives, thinking that in the life that they see, that's what life is. That's what that's where their joy is found. Um, but we as we as Christians, we here understand that there's there's two different lives that we live. There's a spiritual life and there's a physical life. And even people in the world. Um, understand that. But yet, a lot of people tend to get caught up in the physical life, forgetting about the spiritual life, which actually which actually lasts. The Bible says that this life that we now live is as a vapor that is here for a moment. And that is our lives today, guys. There are vapors. We're here for a moment, and the next moment we're gone. Pass, passing away into either death, eternal death, or eternal life. But however, um, without further um Due of time, let's open up. Let me just first get myself settled over here. So, um, going back to what I was just talking about, both the physical and spiritual life, there are there there are two main main parts of our lives. There's the physical life and the spiritual life, which was already mentioned. And there's four different people in the world today. There's people that are both physically dead and spiritually dead. And that is a case that um, those that are past. And, and there's also people that are both, there, that can be both spiritually alive and physically alive. And there's people that are physically, physically dead and spiritually alive. Um, and, they can, and there's all those people that can be spiritually dead and physically alive. And when, I, when I'm saying those four different um, scenarios, there's, there's the physical life and the spiritual life. The spirit, physical life being the life that we see now and the spiritual life of the life after heaven or hell. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that nowadays. A lot of people don't want to talk about the life to come. But um, let's just get into the word and... Before we can even start talking about what it means to live, we need to understand where we're coming from in ourselves. The Bible says that we were born into iniquity. Um, in, 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 in Genesis chapter 6, it says that every inclination of man is wicked from, from, from the start of their lives. And that's where we are. If, if, you, if you look at man, we in ourselves have nothing good in ourselves. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, but before we can understand... What it means to live, we need to understand. What is death, and what conditions expose a person in a dead spiritual life? So, I want to open up to Romans six twenty three, um, and this is going to be the first um, short, just short pass, just to open up to look at where we are before Christ. It says Romans six twenty three says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord." So here we see that there is an address. To the, Roman, to the Romans, as Paul is writing here, and he says that the wages of sin is death. That is our just payment. That is what we have earned. We have earned death in ourselves. A lot of people think that by their good works that they can attain something. But here it's bluntly and clearly said that the wages of sin is death. And, and we are, the Bible says that all have sinned. So here it shows that we all have earned the just payment of death. But then it goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, which we will talk about further. And praise God for that. That the it's a gift of God. It's not something that we earn. It's not something that we earn through our, our good works. The Bible t- talks about in Isaiah how um, the Israelites try to cover them with webs. These webs that they characterize people's works as webs that they try to cover themselves with. But those webs cannot protect us from the from the wrath of God, only the only the perfect Savior can Jesus, and just to go back, go back to this verse, here Paul points out that death is wages for our sin, but eternal life is a gift that is found through Jesus Christ our Lord. We in ourselves earn death that's what we've earned that's where we are before god and if if we can also likewise open up to ephesians two four through five let's open up there also to add on to to where we are without God, that before we can live, we need to understand that we in ourselves are dead. Ephesians two four through five. Okay. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, and here it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Praise God. But here here there's a a first situation. It says that we were dead in our trespasses. So that's also reinstating that, making that a firm, 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 A firm point is that not only before Christ were we just not good people, were we insufficient or or we were just made some mistakes, but yet God, um, we were still good before God's eyes. If you ask people in the world today if they think they're good, they'll say that they're good people, anybody you ask. And we could all testify to that. But here it says that in our spiritual condition, not talking about our, our, our fleshly condition, Seeing, in our spiritual condition before Christ, we were dead in our trespasses. And then it goes on to say, but through Christ we have been made alive. So here we see, again, as we saw in Romans 6.23, that we saw that in Jesus Christ is found eternal life. And here we see that in Jesus Christ, we are made alive through him. And by his grace, we have been saved. So there's before there, you can ever find purpose or calling, Before you can ever find life, there needs to be a regeneration where you find that life in Christ, because life is only found in Jesus Christ, as it says here. It says that we in ourselves are dead in trespasses. And many of us don't understand that today, that before God we were utterly wicked and utterly in our sin, and and we have nothing to bring before God. Nothing good in ourselves. We were dead in our trespasses. Bible says that we are that not only we were sinners, but we were rebels against God, seeking our own lust, seeking our own pleasures our own desires. But it says here that Christ, it says that even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Praise God that through Christ, through what he did on the cross, that we have been made alive. And that's the only way that we can truly find life. And it's, it's so important. Like, why is, it, why is it so important for us to understand that in ourselves we are dead? And Just to move on, it's crucially important to see that we without Christ are dead because it opens our eyes to our spiritual state before God. It was not just that we made some mistake and we were still somewhat good before God, but we were utterly dead and hopeless in ourselves. We are hopeless in ourselves, guys. There's nothing good in us to offer before God. There's nothing good for us to put before him. But God, who is rich in mercy, came to save us. And we're going to go on to John 14, 1 through 5, where... Really, this, this is where I'm going to be getting into um, what it means to live for the Lord and how that actually happens. So John 14, 1 through 5. And I'm sure a lot of us know this passage. Here is where there's a very well-known verse that a lot of us Christians know, and we, and we hear it and we say it, um, but, I, but I believe that many of us take it, just say it, just to say it, without understanding truly what it says. And in John fourteen one through 5, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Praise God. But I just want to look at those first five verses. It's saying here that, Jesus is telling them that I go before you to prepare a place for you. And then he goes on in verse 4, to, Jesus says in verse 4, he says, And where I go you know, and the way you know. Um, and then Thomas says, he says, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how, you can, how, we, how can we know the way? You see, a lot of times we in ourselves, um, like Tom, I mean, before we get, to, we get to ourselves, Thomas here, um, we know that in the, that when Christ came, the Jews and even the disciples were looking to Christ not as a spiritual Savior but a physical Savior. And many times I even see, I even, we, we even see that in our lives we look to Christ not as a spiritual Savior but simply a physical Savior to get us out of certain circumstances that, that we are going through. And we misinterpret what, he's, what, what, what God is trying to speak to us. And I believe even Thomas misinterprets here in that he's thinking that of an earthly way, a physical way. That he can follow to, fo- to get to Jesus, that he can work on to get to Christ. He's working on some physical, that he's thinking about a physical path. And, he, and he's saying, and how can we know the way? But Jesus goes to say, says, I am the way. The, the way is not a place, truth is not um, some idea, and life is not an idea. Life is a person, truth is a person. The way is found in Christ. And here it says in verse six, Jesus said, to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So going back to what to just to Thomas is that he was looking to Christ, not seeing the spiritual aspect of what was that of, of what was going on. But Jesus says I am the way, the truth and the life. And so guys here it's made here it's made firm that Jesus is the way. He is the life. So where do we find life? Where do we find purpose where do we find where do we find life and purpose we find it in christ that's what the word here says and just want to go on to the next passage that i have before us There's before us um just john um just want to go on to a later portion in john 14. john 14 19. It says, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. Here it is also, it's also reinstating that we will live because he lives. Jesus says, I, because I live, you will also live. The only way that we can find life is in Christ. Is that because he rose from the, the grave, because he conquered death, because he took our sins upon the cross, we can, we can have hope in that and say that I live. Life is solely found in Christ and what he did on Calvary. And we can only find that in him. And not in, some, not in some physical path that we try to find in ourselves, in our works. But life is found in Christ. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And here again he says, because I live, you will also live. So let us think about this today. Is, am, I, am I trying to find a physical path, a physical, a physical way where I'm trying to work my own way to salvation. I'm trying to follow God in my own effort. I, I notice that a lot of times we try to, like, like Thomas, thinking that he needs to find some way, like he needs, to, uh, he needs to have an idea. He needs to find the path himself. The path is found in Christ. The path is found in Christ, So we simply need to come to him, Lord, show me the way. And, the, and the, when the way is shown, Jesus said, I am the way. And salvation comes through him and through him alone. And I want to open up to Galatians 2.20. And here in Galatians 2.20, many of us may know this verse, many of us may not. Many of us. There's many of us that are new here today. Um, but it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So here it says that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So how do we live, dear church, for the Lord? How do we... How do, we find, how do we truly find life? It's not that we're trying to live this life in our own strength, in our own effort, in our own trying to muster up in ourselves some kind of strength, but here it says that Paul says, he says, I am crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And dear church, dear youth, the only way that you can truly live for Christ is if you allow him to live in you. If you say, God, I can't, if you surrender before him, if you acknowledge before God, God, I'm a sinner, and be- and Me and myself, I'm dead in my trespasses. I need your help. I need your forgiveness. I need your blood to cover me. In Ephesians 2, it says that um, we have received remission of our sins through his blood. His blood covers us, and and praise God for that. And, And here, Paul is saying that I have been crucified with Christ. The only way that we can allow Christ to live in ourselves is if we crucify ourselves, meaning not... To crucify ourselves and in killing ourselves, but spiritually speaking, that we are putting away our efforts. Our efforts are trying to, in ourselves to find something good, but the sustenance is found in Christ. Paul says, Jesus told Paul when Paul had a thorn in his flesh, he said, that my grace is sufficient for you. We in ourselves are humans. We have nothing in ourselves to bring before God. But God is able to give us the strength, and, and in him we can truly say that it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And let me ask you today, can you say that today, that it's no longer you who's tr- who's trying to live your Christian life? A lot of times we say, I'm trying to live for Christ, or I'm living my life for Christ. It's not that, although that is, is true in a way, it's not that you're you're doing something, but that Christ is working through you and giving you the strength, and the Holy Spirit is, is working in you. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit, and you should not feel the lust of the flesh. It's that the Spirit moves through you. There's nothing that you can find in yourself, but to truly live, here, Paul is Paul's saying is that to, to crucify yourself, to say, Lord, I cannot do it on my own. There's nothing good in me to offer. Everything's found in you. And then he goes on to say, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Dear church, there's a, ver- there's a verse in, um, in Colossians where it says, if, as you have received, so walk ye in him. Meaning, in, in Galatians 3, it talks about, who has bewitched you, O ye Galatians, that... You being saved by the Spirit are now being perfected by the flesh, dear church, as just as we are saved by faith in Christ that's how we are, are to live this Christian life, constantly looking to him, looking to his finished work, looking to what he's done for us on Calvary many of us think that the world the world puts out this idea is that I have to work on my that I have to f- find something in myself that is good and and try to work on that but, but the the aspect of Christianity is completely different. It's that I have nothing in myself. And everything is found in Christ. Is that Christ is my strength. As David said, that the Lord is my rock and my shield and the one in whom I stand. There's In Psalm 42, it says that he pulled me out of the pit and out of the miry clay and sent me on a solid ground. Praise God for that. And so for us, in order for us to live this life, to truly say, what does it mean to live? It means to Deny yourself, to say, Lord God, I can't do it on my own. You truly are the life. It is about you, Lord Jesus, and the only way that I can live a successful Christian life is if, if, I, don't, if I don't live in myself, but if I find my strength in you. And, the, and, in, and Jesus said, he said, take up your cross daily and follow after me, daily and, fo- and follow after me. And guys, what it's telling us today is to deny ourselves, to say, God, I can't do it on my own. and help us, And that he would help us to carry that cross before him where we deny ourselves and say, Lord, I can't do it. And um, I just want to open up to, actually, I just forgot to look further into this verse. Um, Talking about faith, going back to this verse, it says, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Dear church, we need to continue to look unto Christ to continue to place our faith in him daily, to acknowledge and to reckon what he's done for us, not to shift to ourselves and think that I've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and now I'm going to start doing things on my own. Now I'm going to start working and trying to do things on my own, but I'm going to continue to keep my eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, keeping my faith set on him and what he has done for me and trusting on him to give me the strength to walk on. And second to last passage in Second Peter 1.3 three. Going back to finding our sustenance in Christ to live this Christian life. Second Peter one, three, and here it says. As his divine power, let's actually start from verse 2. It says, grace and peace peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So here look in this verse saying that praise be to God who has given us all that we need for life and godliness. In Christ Jesus. So it's not just that Jesus gives us that we are saved by placing our faith in Christ, but everything that continues in our Christian life comes through through Christ. Everything that we have for life and godliness is found in Jesus Christ. The strength to walk a victorious life is found in Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.57 says, Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The salvation comes through Christ and the victory comes through Christ. The Bible says, in Hebrews 12, it says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. In him is found everything that we need for life and godliness. It says, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And so it's going back to just what, the, what, this, what this title is, what does it mean to live? What it means to live is to, is to surrender unto Christ and to say, Lord God, I need you to live through me, as Paul said. I am crucified with Christ. May you live in me and through me for your glory and praise. In, in Philippians, it says that God works both to will and to act according to his good pleasure. A lot of times, we in ourselves, we don't know what's the right, what the right things to do is. And I even find myself in those areas in my life where I'm asking God, Lord, where do I go? What, what turn do I make? What step do I take? What is the right path? And, and I find myself at the same place every single time, just coming back to Jesus and saying, Lord, God, I need your guidance. I need your spirit to lead me into that path for my life because I don't know where to go. There's no other path than through Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. So you might be thinking, I don't know where to go today. I don't know what path to follow. I don't know where to find life. I don't know how to live this Christian life. And, and the answer's always been the same, and it'll always be the same, is that Jesus Christ is the only way that you can live this life. It's through him and by him. Um, and in him is found both salvation and both everything that we need for life and godliness. And as, and as we grow in Christ and we fix our eyes on Jesus, in, in our spiritual lives, it will have a huge impact upon our physical lives, lives that people see around us. If we, if we just try to find something in ourselves, it won't work. We need to trust in our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, there's nothing good in me. The world, the world is telling us to find what's good in you, but the, but the Bible is completely different. What Jesus says is completely different. It's that there's nothing good in you. Is that everything that I need is found in Jesus and that God is so rich in mercy that he came and gave his life for me so that by placing my faith in him, I have all the riches of God. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is found in Jesus. Both the strength, both salvation and the strength to live a righteous life. And I think that's something that many of us here struggle with today is that we don't know how to continue to walk this life in Christ. We find ourselves walking in circles. We find ourselves walking in these loops in our lives, finding ourselves back at these situations. And the problem is, is that we think that, the, that we, 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 we turn our focus from Christ to ourselves. We turn our focus from the Savior and the Guider, the Author and Finisher of our faith to ourselves. And in that, you, you'll never be able to live this Christian life. So I just want to open up to one last passage in Philippians one twenty one, And I read this not too long ago actually, while I was in Florida. And it really, it really stuck out to me. And, I, and, it's, and it's really a verse that many of us Christians know. And maybe if you're not Christian, um, I just want to bring you, lead you guys to this verse. Philippians 1, 21. And it says, Paul said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So, it's very interesting how Paul says it here. He says, for me, for to me to live is Christ. He, it was personal to him. He really understood that, as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And, but I want to focus more on that first section. He's saying, "For to me, to live is Christ. And I want to ask you today, for you is to live Christ. Is that your ambition? Is that what you desire? Is it, do you, do you, care about what other people think about you, or truly do you just want to live before God and say, Lord, I want to live a life before you, Jesus. I want to live for you so that you're pleased, so that you're honored in my life, so that truly I can say for to me to live is Christ. And if you actually look at um, the continuation after this verse, let me just open up there really quick. After Philippians 121, it Paul says, "But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. So Paul's saying that if I live on in the flesh, here, here in this verse he's talking about whether to live or to die, he, he is to, it is gained to him, that in living, he, is, he will continue to labor for the Lord, and in dying he will come to a savior in heaven. But here he says that, while I am in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor." And and that was his one his only desire in his Christian in his life was to bring fruit before the Lord, and and I, I, I there's this one song that I um, came across and it, and it and the words went somewhat like this: Is what sacrifice can I make that is too great for my Savior? There's no sacrifice, no fruit that you can bring to the Lord is that is too great in comparison to what God has done for us on the cross of Calvary. There's nothing that you can do so big that. That it outweighs what Christ done for you. There's nothing that you can do, but God calls us to surrender our lives to Him, to say, "Lord God, I cannot do it." Jesus says that he who seeks to follow after me, let him, let him, let him sell all that he have and follow after me. That's what He commanded some of the some of the people when He was on the earth. And a lot of us today, we, we're still holding on to things. We're still holding on to things in our lives, holding on to our our pride, holding on to certain things in our lives. Maybe your relationship, maybe things that are Restraining us from growing closer to Christ, maybe things that are keeping us from living truly living, you know. True life is only found in Christ. As we as we looked at at all these verses in John 14, where Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Life is found in Christ, and the only life and the only purpose that you will truly find is in living for the Lord, is in pleasing God. And if you guys if you guys um, have ever read read, um, I believe it is Ecclesiastes or Proverbs. Um, Solomon, he was the richest man that ever lived, the wisest man that ever lived. The Bible says that he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He had everything that you could ever think of. And at the end of his life, he said, there is one meaning to life, and that is to serve the Lord and to keep his commandments. And, and dear church, there, that is the one calling to this life, is to please our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he gave his life for us. You know, do we actually cherish that? And the reason why in the beginning of this message, I, I, I brought us to the fact that we were dead in our sins is for us to re, re, truly see that in ourselves we were so lost. We were, so, we were in such distress and such hopelessness. And there's a, there's a verse in John where it says, Jesus says, that it's not that you chose me that I, that I chose you. The Bible is very clear in that it says that, that God found us while we were lost. That while we were dead in our trespasses he found us. And in light of this, in light of what Christ has done for us, let us live for him. Let us come to the, come to that point where we can truly say that, that for me to live is Christ. That everything else in this world is so dim, it's so pointless, and it truly is once you fix your eyes on Jesus. And with that, I just want to um, conclude um, with a point and just say, can you say in your heart today that to live is Christ? Because that is the meaning of what it means to live. It's, to live is Christ. Is that every aspect of your life, I'm just seeking to give him more of my time. If, if Say I don't have enough time to do other things as long as I'm giving Jesus my time. You know, and I think that's something that we have lost. Even sometimes I look at my life and I'm convicted. Um, I'm, brought, I'm brought to a point of um, conviction even. I think that that's good. You know, it's good to be critical of our lives. We, and Bible says that in, in, in John 15, I believe, it says that God has given us the Holy Spirit to convict the world of their sin and to be a helper to us. And many times we need to be disciplined as it talks about in Hebrews 12. But I want to ask ourselves today, are we truly yielding for the Lord? Are we truly yielding unto the the Holy Spirit saying, God, work in my heart, truly take the reins of my life and you live through me. And with that, let's just stand up and pray and just may this word speak to our hearts today, these verses that we read, everything that we looked at. Let's pray.